study on the tabernacle. I'm going over the beliefs of Ammon Road Baptist Church. I'm going to make offer to you my personal doctrinal statement, what the church had voted on is their doctrinal statement. What is the church? The importance of the church covenant. We will teach the church covenant also. And uh, that will cover at least the first quarter. But uh, we're going to print up all of this stuff. We're going to lay it on the back table. We hope that each one of you, each family would take one. But if you're not going to read it or study it, don't. Because uh, there are people, not every day, but there are people every month that uh, text me or call me and, and I have printed out a lot and sent it. Uh, I'm not ashamed of what Ann Monroe Baptist Church stands for. I'm not ashamed of what I stand for. And uh, if you take those materials that I'll give you access to, you will know why I believe, practice, preach, and stand for it. A lot of things you don't understand, I don't understand because we haven't been taught or we haven't studied ourselves. But I think I'm so simple on my preaching that uh, if you listen, you can understand. And to give myself a little credit, I, I can go a lot deeper. But if you don't get the simple stuff, doesn't do any good to preach the other. But uh, to say what I want to say is that in 2022 will be a lot more teaching than it has been preaching. But you know me even in my teaching, I'm going to do some preaching. Three promises. The first promise is that he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. In Psalms 121, the psalmist said, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, he that keepeth thee will not slumber. Throughout this great psalm, we have many words of comfort and assurance, but in the midst of it, we have a message concerning our feet, that is, our walk, the life of a Christian. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. When the psalmist is saying here, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. In other words, Jesus is always on the job. 
He knows everything that I say, everything that I think. And he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Now, in Psalms 73, as we look at some of the Psalms here briefly, in Psalms 73 and verse 2, notice, please, we see here, but as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperous prosperity of the wicked. We look around and we see people who are doing things that the Bible says we shouldn't do, taking part in things that the Bible says we shouldn't take part in, but yet we see these people flourish. We see them become successful, and we're back here struggling to be what we want to be and what we need to be. But you notice the one word here in Psalms 73 and verse 2, and that is, he shall. Now let's read this again. But as for me, my feet were almost, almost. Haven't you almost decided one day, I've had enough of this. I came to the point that Christianity is not for me. But it's almost. Almost. God said, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like the other men. Therefore, pride compassed them about as chains. Violence covered them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. In other words, David said, I look at the lost world and they have everything that I want. I almost gave up. I almost Surrender. The key word is almost. If God will not suffer thy foot to be moved, then men cannot cause it to take place. I've had numbers of people come to me and says, you know, they're pushing me, they're pushing me, they're pushing me. There's always, you know, pressure for me to do this to do that. And people don't care anymore. They don't care that you're a saved man. They don't care that you're a preacher, a deacon, a, a Christian person. Never, 25, 30 years ago, with some person 
asked me if I wanted to come to their New Year's party. They know that I know. All they was going to do is get drunk. Drink until they passed out. That's a New Year's party? I tell you what a New Year's party is, is when you can thank God for bringing you through 2021 as rough as it was, and 22 don't look too much better, but the same God that brought me through 21 will be there in 22. That's what we need to think about. If God will not suffer thy foot to be moved, then men cannot cause it to take place. The question is, who rules? Who rules in my life? Who rules in your life? You're either following God or you're following the devil, and there is no in-between. You're not neutral. And I'm sure some of you, if you talk to very many people, have to tell you, well, you know, I don't consider myself a Christian, but I don't consider myself a lost person. Well, what do you consider yourself? You're either right or wrong. If you're right, then you have the word of God to prove to yourself and others. God said, if you want to be saved, you've got to repent. You've got to believe. You want to be blessed? You've got to be faithful to God. You can't be faithful to the church without being faithful to God. Think about it. I believe in church. I believe that every child of God ought to be a baptized member of a Baptist church. I'll go to glory preaching that because I can prove it in God's word. But there's going to be a lot of church members who will split hell wide open. I don't know who they are, but I know I'm not. If I died last night, I'd be in heaven today watching, see what y'all doing down here. Because I've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Who or what do we fear? Now, if you're saved, you've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Who or what keeps you from doing what you believe you should be doing? person told me, church is not for everybody. I'll agree with that. Church is for those who have been saved. I'm talking about church members. You should never be a church member until God saves you. You should never submit to scriptural baptism until God saves you. Because there is no salvation in the baptismal. All we do is take a dry center down, bring up a wet center. There must be the new birth first. Now, as we get into the heart of this, and we look at Psalm 73, I want you to look at a few of these verses. Throughout this psalm, we see some cooperating words. Notice what he said 
in verse 2. He said, as for me, now let's get in the right Psalms here now. Yeah, okay, I'm here. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Verse 5. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Verse 7. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than the heart could wish. Verse 8. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak lawfully. Now, if you go to Psalms 119, verse 105, David is saying, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Either you're following the world or you're following God and the sad part about it is that there's a great number who says, I'm not a Christian, but I'm not a lost person. Where are you? I'm going to tell you this morning where you are. You're deceived. You're deceived. You're either lost or saved. You either have a desire to follow the Lord, or you don't. And if you don't, it's because you're still lost. God said in 1 Peter, let's turn here to the New Testament. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 5. He said, Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time? Who is Peter talking about? I believe that if we look at verse 2, we know who he's talking about. Notice First Peter chapter 1, verse 2, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ unto you and peace be multiplied. Amen. That's who he's talking about when we read here in verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God? Who? His elect. Those who have heard the word and God granted a hearing ear. Those who said, I'm at the end of my rope. Here I come, Lord. And God will grant you repentance. God will grant you faith. And God will grant you a hearing ear. If you're waiting until you get good enough, everything I understand... The only thing I knew that Tuesday morning when God saved my unworthy soul is that if I died that night before I'd been in hell. Isn't that wonderful? What did he say in verse 2? Elected according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. See, God knows what I'm going to do this afternoon. God knows what I'm going to do tomorrow. 
So if I'm planning something that is wrong, God knows about it. But yet, I want to see how many Republicans we have in here. I listen to Sean Hannity. Oh, Sean, he sort of disappointed me the other day. He said, I used to be a Catholic. And now I'm one of these community church people, you know. Because I think that God doesn't get upset if you want to go out and have a few drinks. And I sat there listening to the radio and I said, Sean, you didn't better yourself going out of the Catholic church to a non-denominational church that don't believe or stand for nothing. If you think that God is okay when we step out of heaven to fulfill the flesh, Give me chapter for that. Give me verse for that. God does care how you celebrate New Year's. God does care whether you love your family and try to help them when you can. God does care. Talking to his elect of God. Also the sanctified and begotten who is doing the keeping. That's God keeps you. You don't keep yourself. I don't keep myself saved because of what I don't do. God keeps me saved. People profess to be saved and they come to me and say, I used to drink, I used to cuss, I used to do this, but now I says do it every once in a while. What? When God saved me, Sister Henrietta, he saved all of me. Oh, I can slip, and I have. You can slip, and I'm sure you have, whether you want to admit it or not. But it's a way of life. A Christian does not, and he does not think he's better than a brother or sister who does. You just ought to thank God how good he is to you. If God can keep the inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and fading away and reserve them, can he not keep us by the power as well? See, sin has a, a payment. You remember David? David was 
Man, old David, he's pretty bad. But David came to himself. You know how David came to himself? This afternoon, read the 51st Psalm. He lost his child. God knows how to get our attention. Oh, my God wouldn't do that. Then you don't serve the God of the Bible. God can keep the inheritance uncorruptible, undefiled, the fate of not away, reserved, then and can he not keep us by his power as well? Listen to the words of the Lord in John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Don't listen to me so much. Listen to God. Somebody asked me a while back, how come you use so many scriptures? Well, the scriptures are always right. John chapter 10 and verse 28. Notice what God said. He said, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now, if you're saved, you're going to heaven. I don't care what you do. I said, you really believe that? I do. But you're going to live like hell on earth, on this earth. He's going to deal with you. He's going to chasten you. He may even remove all the things that you've means the world to you. Because, because, He said, and I give unto them eternal life. How long is eternal life? Once saved, always saved. That means that Tuesday morning that God saved me right on time. He knew I was going to be saved that day. He chose that day. And he knows when I'm going to die. And I'm not going to die until my time. Does he not know when the birds leave from the heaven? Y'all know all about my little puppy and you get tired of hearing about him, her. Day before New Year's Day, she went out and she slipped. I mean, it was pitiful. I carried her in, laid her on the bed, and Dora said, she's gone. I said, no, 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 no. Not as long as there's breath. You know when my puppy going to die? Right on time. Whether she was sick or not sick. I'm going to live till the end of my time, whether I got a bad heart, good heart, or no heart. It is God that giveth life. It is God that taketh away. But what we need to live for, somebody is watching you. Somebody is watching me. Are we living so that they want what we want? John chapter 10 and verse 29. 
he said in verse 28, as we read down verse 29, said, My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So that once that God saved me, the devil works hard. I'm one of those preachers that quits every week. I've had all it takes. Can't take no more. But I'm right back here on Sunday morning. Right back here on Sunday night on Facebook. Right here on Wednesday night. You know why? Until God gets finished with me because he called me, I will be preaching somewhere. So the question is, Why are you here? If God puts you here, you're going to take all the stuff I don't understand. You know. Who would dare attempt to pluck them out of the Father's hand? There may be many things that assail us, doubts, fears, temptations. We may fall into them, but we can never be overcome by them. There is a greater power than all of these. The word power in this verse, you know, when God said here, my father which gave them me is greater than of all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. That means God the Father has the power to keep us. Nobody can cause us to lose our salvation. There may be many things that assail us, doubts, fears, temptations. We may fall into them, but we can never be overcome by them. There is a greater power than all of them. And the word power in this verse specifically means miraculous power. It is a force beyond any limitation. The word dynamite comes from this word. It implies guard or exertion. It is mighty, wonderful work. One writer said, and they are kept thus not by their own power and might or that of any mere creature, but by the power of God. That's why I believe in eternal security of the blood-bought believer. It was God that brought me out of darkness, and it is God that will keep me out of darkness. Wouldn't you hate to be one of those that I said a bad word. Oh, I hope the Lord don't come now. I'll lose my salvation. I've been lost many times. But God keeps me. God keeps me. 
the power of God, meaning not the gospel nor the spirit of God, but the perfection of his power, by which they are kept as with a guard or an ingression. The word used here is signified not only an angel encamped about them, but salvation is for the walls and bulwarks, bulwarks all around them. See, God's power, I mean, if you just stop and think, that we are kept by the power of God, what kind of power is? When God created this world, there was nothing here. Nothing. God said, let there be, and there was. He created this world. He looked at the back and he said, what? It is good. You know why nobody didn't say anything? There wasn't nobody there. I'd guarantee you, if he had already created the people, they would have found something wrong with this world. You know, when I live in over there in, in Carlisle and they flash across the TV and on the radio, you know, Carlisle's in danger of being flooded again. What kind of God is that? Well, maybe the first flood didn't bring you to your knees. Maybe the first death didn't bring you to your knees. God will not suffer defeat. And then we have a bright one steps up and says, Brother, I don't know you very well. I understand you're a pastor of a Baptist church, but you know, God has nothing to do with this weather. Well, who does? There is a weather angel. Hmm? Can you give me chapter and verse for that? God's in control of the weather. I feel for those people in western part of the state. I feel sorry for those people over the Carlisle that had their house washed plumb off the foundation. And it was in such bad shape that when it did, it fell apart. Who allowed that? He said, not God. Then tell me who did. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God divided God is in charge. But what God will do, friend, when you remove him from your life, he lets you make some decisions. And I guarantee you, every one of them will be wrong. It is God's power and his power and only his power. God who ordains power with a lawsome P. God's power is a captable P. And may you and I never forget it. He is all power. God said, let there be and there will be. Who would you rather entrust with your being? All others will fail you. 
No one can keep you like God keeps you. Friends will fail you. Family will fail you. Do not put your trust in man. You know, you go to a heart doctor and she comes in and, you know, and she says, uh, how's your echogram? Oh, I'm not qualified to read that, but somebody else read it and they said it's good. And we talk about five minutes. Her beautiful hands was never on my body. No instrument that she had was on my body. You're pretty good. You know my heart is a regular beat without listening to something, are you? Hmm? You said, well, that's, that's terrible. We have preachers who get up every morning, every Sunday morning, and preach stuff that's not in this Bible. Where did it come from? When they tell you you must be baptized in order to be saved, you must be a member of a certain church in order to be saved, where do they get it? I tell you, if you pardon my English, it came straight from the hell is where it came from. Our last point here in a few minutes. We may keep you a couple of minutes if you don't like to pay me. My portion forever in Psalms 73 verse 26. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my power forever. See, the chief end of man is to glorify and enjoy him forever. Now, if you're in Psalms 73, verse 26, let's go up and read verse 25. Except the psalmist said in verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but thee, and there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee? Who you desire to see? I don't mean to make anybody upset when I say this because I love my mom more than I love myself. And I get upset even the way my kids treat my wife sometimes with no respect at all. But let me tell you something. God said, Christian, 1 Corinthians 6.20, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's. This body, what is a little bit that's left of it, belongs to God. Any of you would have a hard time if, if I went up to you and said, you can't drive your car except on Wednesday. You would say, who are you? It's my car. I bought it. I paid for it. I'll drive it whenever I want. This body belongs to God. 
Does it not? This body belongs to God. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 16. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Even in persecution, suffering for Christ, we are to glorify God. Our flesh, our hearts will fail us, have failed us, and will continue to do so. The arm of flesh will fail you. But God. And those wonderful two words. But God. The apostles learned this very early in their ministry in Acts chapter 5, verse 41, when he said, you know, and they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to what? Suffer. You know what God's saying? He's saying, Tom, if I let you suffer, it's because I counted you worthy. Acts 5, 41. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They glorified God, were counted worthy to suffer. Romans eleven thirty six. God is to receive all glory for of him, through him, and to him are all things to whom he glory forever. In him, through him, by him, I'm able to walk. I'm able to see. You remember the blind lady at the grace of duty? Go pick her up. Picked her up on many a Sunday. Brought her to church. Sat there with her eyes upon the pastor. Says, having her cup filled. Others. Checking the phone, writing the grocery list, bored. You know, God has a way of doing to me and you whatever it takes for us to be grateful that He saved us. But God. But God commanded his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. You know, we do something wrong and mom and dad put some penalty on it. And, and uh, you know, mom gives in and I forgive you, son. I forgive you, daughter. Don't you do that no more. 
but God. In Romans 5, 8, but God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for me while I was against him. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. There have no temptation taken you, but as such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that he may be able to bear it. I can't take it no more. I just want to leave. Well, get out. Can't take it. I've had people come to me and said, I want to move. I can't take what's going on here. Then I remember Brother Rogers, Lucy Rogers' husband. Uh, I'm tired of this. I'm going to move to Florida. Start a business. God whipped him all the way back to Kentucky. You can move. You can go wherever you want to go. But if God puts you somewhere, he's going to bring you back if it's in a pine box. And you may say, I don't believe that. Hey, as I got the right to be right, you also got the right to be wrong. I'm just telling you what God's word teaches. God is in control of my life and the more I yield to him, the happier I will be. As we close. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, 5, 6, and 7. Ephesians 2, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. Have you ever heard somebody say, if you'll get right, you make things right, then I'll consider forgiving you. I'm glad God didn't put that stipulation on it. God said, who's rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin. God saved me, changed my life when I was his enemy. Read Ephesians 2, 4, 5, 6, and 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 said, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I don't know anybody personally that have suffered any more with pain. I mean, 
all kind of pain, back pain, leg pain, neck pain. I mean, you think any pain. My wife has pain from the time she gets up till she goes to bed. You know what her answer is when I said you need to go to a, a specialist? And she's gone to every specialist you can imagine. She said, when God gets ready to remove the pain, he will. You believe that? God is in charge of your life. Yield, and he'll bless you. Fight it, and he'll let you get as low as a snake's belly. But if you're his, he'll bring you up. And when God brings you up, you can only say, thank you, Jesus. Never in the history of mankind has there been a portion such as this when we say, God is my portion. He's the reason. Song leader the pianist called. He's the reason. Did for me what I could never do for myself. Gave me what I didn't want.